0: upgrades them, and uplifts them to huchnis. then he gets to the level that our is with him all the time. Wherever you get your podcasts from, or our own website, prismoftorah.org. This is The Prism of Torah, with Rabbi Saf Aaron Prisman. Shalom and this week's parsha parashas Vayechi, the first Pasuk says how many years Yaakov lived. And on that Pasuk, the first Rashi, the very first Rashi, asked the following question. How come this Parsha is closed? Closed meaning Parsha Stuma, which means between each Parsha, there's a certain amount of spacing between the parshias. And Davka over here, there's no spacing. Only one space to differentiate between the words. And the question is, why? Why is this Parsha Stuma, says Rashi? Because it's Tehintas. Tehintas and say that because Yaakov passed away, because the fish avinu, then that impacted Klal Yisrael, and they their eyes and hearts were also closed. which means the eyes and the hearts of Klal Yisrael were closed, and hence they suffered from the the enslavement in Mitzrayim. Says the Haleg Nesivos Shalom. There's a very strong Duke over here. It did not say that as a result of Yaakov dying, suddenly there was enslavement and the enslavement in Egypt in Mitzrayim impacted Klal Yisrael. And that's why their hearts and eyes were closed. But rather, it says that because Yaakov passed away, that caused directly their hearts and eyes to be closed. And hence, they were vulnerable to the negative impact of being enslaved by Mitzrayim. So we want to understand, that's question number one, what is it about Yaakov Avinu that, when he was alive, there was obviously some sort of impact on Klal Israel that helped them cope with situations such as enslavement in Mitzrayim? What's so unique about Yaakov that had this mida the, this characteristic that impacted the world, the spiritual world, of course, that helped Klal Yisrael be able to withstand the enslavement that they weren't able to do so after he passed away? Another question is: We know. That a very famous Joshua on the pasuk Ele Toldot Yaakov, Yosef. That's all it says. That the offspring of Yaakov is Yosef. Now we had, we know that Yaakov had a lot more offspring than just Yosef, but yet there's something very intrinsic and. Coupled between Yaakov and Yosef. Yosef is the continuation of Yaakov. Rashi over there on that pasuk tells us they were very similar in many ways. Without getting into details, even from a Kabbalistic perspective, we know they were very, very similar. Because Yaakov represents the sphere of Tiferet, Tiferes, Whereas Yosef is the one of Yesod, And it's very similar, very close to each other. So whatever Yaakov gave over in the spiritual world, why wasn't Yosef able to compensate for that? Answers in the Shalom, a very, very interesting mahalach that we'll learn a lot from. And he says the following, Yosef, what he was able to do is use holiness Kedusha, and he used the Kedusha to be able to help himself not fall into any trap of the Yitzharah when it comes to Isurim, to do things that are forbidden. This screams out in the famous episode we discussed several times, when Eshet Potiphar tries to persuade him to do the sin and be with her. And hence, he used the kedusha to refrain from doing so. However, what Yaakov did is something a step even more than that. And that is, he took mundane things we do in life that are not necessarily an iser. They're, they're not forbidden. They're permitted. And some are even required, such as eating and sleeping and, and, and some working. And that, he used kedusha to elevate it. He elevated that. Elevating something that's just chol. Mundane, and he turned it into kedusha, elevating the physical to spiritual. This idea of Yaakov injecting kedusha in every aspect of his life screams out in what we say in benching all the time: kedusha kedosh, Yaakov, the holiness of Yaakov that he injects in everywhere. Kedusha. This concept about Yaakov is hinted in many places in Chazal, and even in the Chumash itself. We see how much the Torah invests in speaking out the stories of Yaakov. Why? Because each story of Yaakov, even though it's a regular story about him getting married and him having kids and him working in Lavan's place and the trick he did on Lavan with, with ensuring that the offspring will be of certain type, all that is is invested a lot into explaining that in the Torah. Why? Because anything to do with Yaakov, it changes into Kedusha. All these events look like regular physical Kashmir events, but really to all of these, when a person learns bi'iyun, these psukim, it's full of kedusha. And the epitome of that is if one learns kisve arizal, one of his farim, that all his farim wrote his uh, famous Talmud, Reb Chaim Vital, and in there you see how several things that had to do with Yaakov, like akudim and vudim, these are, each one of them is a whole world of kedusha. If one learns Be'iyun, also, the Hoshanas we say in Sukkus, that we say them to be bimeoire rachamim, from Buruch, we also spend time over there speaking about Yaakov, as it says, Oshana As well. If you look at the word Yaakov, we know that it comes from the idea that he was holding the Akev, the heel of Esav. Akev, spelled Ein Kuf, base. Rashi Tevis, the acronym of that, is Kadesh Atzmecha Bemoi Bamutal. Take whatever's permissible, but not necessarily a mitzvah, and upgrade that to be Kedushah. That is what Yaakov represented. He took anything to do with this world, Olam Azeh, and upgraded and uplifted it to be Kedushah. Based on this, we can also explain that when Yosef had the Nisan of being with Eshet Potiphar, he suddenly saw the image of his father Yaakov. And what was it that impacted him? He said, wait, my father was able to take kedusha, And he used that idea but even Elevating something that was not even an Avera, but just not a mitzvah, and he elevated. So I'm not going to use the same source of Kedusha to at least refrain from Isser. And indeed, if we look closely to the to our religion, Yiddishkeit, one can see that indeed there is a very strong element of, of uplifting the physical. If you take, we'll give one example. If we take wine, which we know represents extreme Gashmis, and even perhaps Taiva, But yet you see that wine, drinking of the wine plays a very vital role in Yiddishkeit. That's because we're elevating the wine. Something that represents physicality, we're dafka taking that and upgrading it and uplifting it. We see that because we use wine for Kiddush, we use wine for Avdallah, we use wine for Brismila, we use wine for Purim, we use wine for Pesach. It's an unbelievable concept. That is a game changer. As we know, there is even a Shulchanoach that talks about the importance that we, we do mundane things such as sleeping and eating. It's very important that you have Kavana. You have in mind, I'm doing this so I'll be able to have more strength and be more connected to HaKadosh Like we always quote the Mesilla Sisham at the beginning, he says, don't forget. All this world is only about doing Torah, Mitzvahs and getting closer to Hashem. So if you do anything for physical enjoyment, that's okay if it's a means to the end game of getting closer to Hashem. But if it's just an end, that's a horrible thing. Another hint to this idea that Yaakov represents this, is it says in the Gemara, oh. that Yaakov Avinu, he is the one that founded the Tefillah of Avis, which we know, there's an opinion in the Gemara that says, Tefillah of is not mandatory. You could do it, but you don't have to. It's Rishus, but that's the whole idea. Taking something that's Rishus and elevating it. That again is a similar idea to taking something that you don't have to do, and you're doing it, and you're elevating it with Kedusha. There's the Gemara and Shabbos, and it speaks about that whoever is the Shabbos, He gets Nachhala Blimitsawim. And how do we know that? Nachhala Blimitzaw gets unbelievable Yahusha and good things without any boundaries. And he brings the Pasak about Yaakov. Shine Malim tafshi, Mishabatwa Glicha, etc. Bechaltiha Nachalas Yaakodovika. Why? Because the Nachla Yaakov, whatever Yaakov gets, is also without boundaries. And the question is the question is, what's unique about Yaakov that he gets a nachala, without boundaries? Elamai, according to what we're saying, it's geshmak. It's very good. Midah keneged midah. Just like Yaakov avinu takes Kedusha and makes no boundaries to Kedusha because he flips over and takes even something that's mundane and whole and turns it into Kedusha. So too, and so too he turned everything to Yuchnus. So too, HaKadosh Muchus, midah keneged midah, will give him reward. And a nachala B- without any boundaries. Once a person reaches that stage that he flips over anything that he comes in contact with to Kedusha, to ensure he does the number one goal in life which is Kiva Selokim and to mimic Hashem's Midos, then he'll reach a level of, as it says in the Pasuk, as Titsaneg Al Hashem. That's the same Pasuk. It says, Titaneg Al Hashem. You'll connect Hashem and you'll have Oineg. You'll have a geshmak time in this world and of course the world to come. As it says in Tilim, when you're connected to Hashem, then you have Chayim, you have Chayus, you're alive. Why? Because when a person doesn't connect to Hashem, and even if he doesn't do an Avera, but his life is all about nothingness, he's just doing mundane things, sleeping, eating, wasting his time. He didn't do any Surim, didn't do anything, something that's forbidden, but even that creates a Mechitza between him and Hashem. And therefore, you get. if you're connected to Hashem, you have Chayus. You have life, you inject yourself to spirituality. verse that that takes everything that comes in contact with him, and even mundane things, and upgrades them, and uplifts them. To ruchnias to Kedusha, then he gets to the level that HaKadosh Buchus is with him all the time. As it says, nothing scares him. Gan ki elech begay says David HaMelech. Lo Why? Nothing bad's going to happen to me. I'm not worried. I'm not going to feel the bad. Ki when the person is on that level, it doesn't have any mechitzas. Hakadosh Buhu gave us several tools to ensure that we'll be able to live a life that is continuously changing and taking and uplifting anything we do during the day and uplifting it to make it bikdusha First of all, we know the famous pasuk Ma Hashem Evakeshmi mi machkim li ra oisoy. What is Hakadosh Buhu already asking from you? Just to have fear of Hashem. The Gemara darshins al tikri ma ela a hundred. What's a hundred? A hundred brachos a day. From here, we learn that a person should do his best to do uh, to say a hundred brachos a day. And the question begs itself: What's the correlation to the pasuk to the content of the pasuk? I understand that the word ma is similar to mea, but it has to be something deeper than that. And perhaps the answer is because. The context is about fearing Hashem. HaKadosh Buch Hu is giving us a tool to ensure we're living with Hashem. And when you live with Hashem, then you have this constant fear and awe type of fear, realizing that everything is from Hashem and we're always taken care of. If you make a 100 brachos a day, that's a constant reminder to realize, wow, Hashem gave me this opportunity to eat this apple. HaKadosh Buch gave me an opportunity for this, for that, for everything. And through that, HaKadosh Bukhu helps us, gives us a tool to ensure we'll be able to live a life that we upgrade everything into spirituality. The same is true about the famous, the famous we khananim al kashayim ratza kadish bochu lezakois sis su'el kadish bochu want to give us the merit of doing mitzvot fi kha khir balam tura mitzvot give us tura and many mitzvot she nema shem khafat mazit ko yigdol tura bi also here it's a tura kadish bochu could, could have given us only one mitzvah but no kadish bochu gave us many mitzvot so that in all aspects of life we have a mitzvah wherever we are whatever we do we eat we smell we see a rainbow it doesn't matter we have so many opportunities to say, to, to, to do mitzvahs. We have all the Chagim, we have during the day, we have Hashacha, everything. Why? To ensure we're surrounded by an opportunity to flip over something and make it into Kedusha. Because that, as we know, is what life is all about. Now we are ready to bring home the the answer to the original question that we asked. What is so unique about Yaakov that we already asked? What is unique about Yaakov is that he brought this Midah down to the world. And when he was alive, everyone, everyone was able to tap into this Midah in a way easier way. This Midah of turning everything into Kedusha. And hence, when everything is turned into Kedusha, Kodesh Buchu, the is Mamish, close with us, and we feel that we're connected to Mekoy Rechai. We feel that, like David HaMelech says, Even if we're going into the fires, the dangerous fires, we're not going to be worried. It's not going to share us. It's not going to change us. We're still going to be strong and be able to walk through any Nisayun. Because we're going to feel that Kedosh Buch is with us. However, once Yaakov went to Olam then then Bnei Yisrael were left without that special shield that helps protect us from Any Nisayun, any difficult Nisayun that comes. And hence, once we didn't have that protective layer, only then the Shibud that came affected us. But had Yaakov been around, we would have been able to persevere. And hence, it's only thanks to Yaakov, something that Yosef, that element on his level, he didn't have, like Yaakov. And we needed that in order to be able to persevere the Shibud of Mitzrayim. And hence, yes. Because Yaakov left, and that removed that shield we're talking about, and hence the ripple effect was that the and Mitzaim impacted them. And this is all hinted in the fact that Parsha is closed, stuma, without proper spacing, like we usually have between Parshis. That will each take upon ourselves something, one element in our lives that will upgrade to have Tolk Dusha. We'll try to seek and be more conscious of where, where in our lives. We can turn something that's mundane, like sleeping or eating, and have a Kavana. So we'll do this in order to have more strength to do Avodah Hashem. We eat to have more strength to do Avodah Hashem, or sleep, or whatever it is. We can turn it over into having Kedusha. And when we have Kedusha, we're connected to Mekoi Rachaim, Murtag <speaking in> HaDeshbuchu. <Hebrew> the Shechina will be here, will protect us, especially in these days. How much do we need protection from that will be able to put Kiddusha no matter what we're doing, even if we're walking from place A to place B, to say Tehillim, to, to learn something that we'll be able to quickly do, and we won't be dependent on anything. Bishchutze HaKadosh will bring us the over our enemies. Havut This concludes another episode of the Prism of Terror. Thank you for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed it and learned something valuable. If you did, please subscribe to the podcast and give a five-star rating. You can also find this podcast wherever you get your podcasts or our own website, PrismofTerror.com, where we have a full archive of all our past episodes. We would like to thank Yonav for the recording equipment and Ellie Podcast Productions for handling all our post-podcast productions. Join us next week for another Lightning Conversation on the Prism of Terror.